Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Irene Blog Talk Radio Show with your host and creator, Minister Annie Bell, the founder and executive director of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are providing talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. Please enjoy the show. Well, 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 good evening once again. Welcome to the iRain Blog Talk Radio Show. I tell you, I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. I absolutely love being before you and bringing you guests who can um, help bring you to the next level of your healing. And um, they're just dripping with awesome sauce. Again, thank you so much for joining me tonight, my friends. I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing the awareness and resources to help prevent these atrocities within our community. Well, Tonight, um, I want to start out with a new topic, and the topic is basically on sexual assault. So did you know that every 108 seconds, someone is getting sexually assaulted? And out of those sexually assaulted, uh, those who have been the, the victims of sexual assault, under the age of 18, 66% of them are between the ages of 12 um, and 17. So we're talking about our emerging teens and our teenagers who are seeing 66% um, or enduring and suffering, 66% are being raped. 82% um, of all victims of rape are female. Why is that di distinction important? One is because men or males, they also are victims. They can be raped as well, whether they're raped by an, um, a female or a male. Um, the only reason the number of males uh, is lower is simply because males tend to not report it um, as much as, as women, even when they become adults. So those stats, um, were given by Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, or RAIN. Um, if you haven't been on that uh, website and you are either in a, uh, an assault, sexual assault victim, or you have uh, an organization that helped those who have gone through sexual assault or just want to learn more about it, go to their website, RAIN.org, and you'll learn so much. Tonight, we will be taking a life journey with a very, very special, beautiful guest. Her name is Jarnay Trafton. Welcome to the Irene Studio, Jarnay. Hello, hello, hello. I appreciate you being here. Um, you know, we go way back. Uh, I'm going to say it's so way back that I think you were eight years old the last time um, – that I saw you. I mean, that's my 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 mind's picture. And I remember um, taking you and um, one of the other uh, young ladies uh, to a movie uh, called uh, the the Spirit Horsey Show or oh, something. Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yes. And you have. <laughs> and then we lost touch. And then we um, when we finally got back, to, uh, you know, in touch with one another through Facebook. Here you are. 
a grown woman, just as <laughs> grown up to be just as beautiful and independent. So I just, um, you know, just wanted to, you know, applaud you and your parents for, you know, all that they've done to um, to raise you up. So, you know, I want I always want to let our 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 audience get to know our guests a little bit. So, could you share a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, I'm Jarne Preston, and um, I was born and raised in Newport News, Virginia, and um, my family, of course is our their pastor and um I was raised in the church ever since I was a little girl from birth until now still in the church, very well in the church. And it's just my parents are pastors so that's what I'm used to, you know. Just mm-hmm. being in being in the church realm and being in church, church day in, church out. So that's really basically everything about me is church and I'm also a model now. Mm-hmm. And um, I do some youth coaching at the church. So wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, that's really what uh, I'm now, doing with things. Yeah, so you were a P- PK preacher's kid. Yes, um, a PK preacher's kid. <laughs> I can't really. I can't imagine um, being a preacher's kid because it, you live, you breathe. I mean, everything yeah. is just. Like you said, so tell us a little bit about what it's like being, you know, to grow up being uh, a preacher's kid. What did life you look know, like for you? Being a preacher's kid is it can be fun with all of the events and going to church and enjoying fellowshipping with so many different people, but being on the inside, you know, and Seeing your parents give out so much and barely receiving anything, mm. you know, and it's it's like it's it's a feeling of having to share your parents with the rest of the world, and it's like wow. you never, yeah, it's like you you never really get that one on one quality time with just your parents, and if you do, it's it's very rare. Mm-hmm. Because it's like your parents are always counseling somebody else, and they're always giving their their time into their congregation and into the church, and everything is just ministry, ministry, ministry. And sometimes you're just like, well, why don't you ask me what my grades are in school? Or why don't you mm-hmm. ask me, do I have any friends or, or anything like that, you know? And it's just a point of feeling like you have to share your parents. Yeah. And share yeah. your family. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I can imagine, um, you know, because especially now it, it, there's so much that as a pastor, there's so much on the um, the head of the church, you know, and uh, every everything about the church, every need from the um, the parishioners or the members. So it can, it can be taxing. And But like everything, there has to be a balance, and we have to do that. So right. if there's any pastors listening in and y'all have any kids, make sure you create <laughs> special time for your babies. Um, right. I know I get, I get really, time. really, yeah, I get really, really busy with the things that I do as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to... I had to create what's known as special time. So each child gets to have, Mm -hmm. you know, at least 15 minutes with me, um, just, just me and that person, that child. And um, so that we can, you know, whatever they want to watch or whatever they want, game Mm -hmm. they want to play, we we do that. And um, it's not perfect, but definitely they know that mommy and daddy, we try to be there for you. So I understand that, um, you ran away when you were a child. Uh, what mm-hmm. were the events that led up to you making that type of decision? Mm-hmm. So when I um, ran away previous to that, the discipline that, you know, I'm not saying that it was wrong or anything, but it's just my parents, they believed in in. I don't want to say beating, but that that was the way they they gave. They us did not whooping. spare the rod. Right. They, did. they, they gave us they gave us whoopings for uh-huh. when we were 
we needed discipline or and that was the way my dad did it, you know, and that's how he was raised. So he felt like it was only right for that's how he was supposed to discipline his children as well. But what I tried to get him to understand is that sometimes all you have to do is just tell me that I'm wrong, you know, instead of just giving me a whooping or, you know, that's, that's just not the way to do it. That just makes me fear you. That makes me afraid of you, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, it was certain times where I felt like I wasn't getting whoopings for the right reasons. It felt like it it wasn't what justified. It, right. It just I wouldn't understand at some scenarios why I got a, a beating like one time. Um, it was it was in I was in middle school and we got home late for for school and. My dad asked me, "Okay, why did you why did you go home? Why did you come home late?" And you know, I told him why because we had somebody, one of the kids, had pulled the fire alarm at school. So of course, the school shut down and nobody going, nobody going. They wanted to make sure everything was good and everything at the middle school. And of course, it set us back being home an hour and a half late. So instead of finding out before, you know, what really happened, I had got a whipping for it. So just to go to the school to find out that I was really telling the truth, mm-hmm. you know, so after Hope that. Hope you got a whipping credit for that one. I mean, you know, so that you didn't have to get a whipping for the next time you did something wrong, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so at this like, point, when you um, ran away, what happened? What was what was um, about to happen at that time? That I was about to get a whooping again, and at that point, it was it was for a report card, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I shouldn't have I shouldn't have to get a whooping because he had already knew the grades. My my teachers had already talked to him, and then at that point, I was really just scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was, so he hadn't whooped you yet. Right. He hadn't whooped you yet. Just the thought of it made you scared enough yeah, to. It was scary mm-hmm. because it's painful. Run away. Mm-hmm. You know, and just to keep going through it over and over and over again is overwhelming. Mhm. Mhm. Well, know? and I can't really, yeah. I can't really blame him because that's how he grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And that's how he felt like he should have disciplined all of us. But sometimes you mm-hmm. have to you have to really see which child is like however they are because you don't yeah. discipline all of them the same way. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, and that that's the thing, again, our, our parents, they only know what, you know, they know. We, we have so much now with our technology and yeah. um, information is at our fingertips of, you know, what mm-hmm. to do when the child brings home a bad you know, report card, you know, some options, but, um, right. you know, so I can understand that. Um, we have about two minutes before our first break. Then tell us then, you know, and obviously you have to probably answer the rest of the question when we get back, but tell right. us a little about the things that happened once you stepped outside. You, you, you have determined, okay, I'm going to run away. I'm not getting another spanking. I'm leaving. So you head out. Tell us what that looked like. Right, so um, a very, very disturbing story. Just want to get everybody prepared for that, for that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a series of, of rapes that I had went through when I was on, on the streets, and I, I wasn't, I was out there for about a week, and when it started, you know. I was just, you know, really when you have that, I have nothing to lose. I just need to find a place to stay. I need to find food to eat, you know. So when I was first leaving, I had ran into a female that I had knew from school. And when I when I met her, I felt comforted. I felt comfortable because, of course, I knew her before, so... 
I was kind of like, okay, I already know this person, so she's going to be cool. And she mm-hmm. had made me feel like she was going to help me and giving me a place to stay and giving me some food to eat. To whereas when when she was taking me to her house and I was following her to her house, she didn't necessarily, it was like an uneasy type of feeling, but then at the same time I was like, well, I don't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So we were on our way walking to her house, and she was taking not the main road here in Newport News, but she was taking back roads mm-hmm. and everything. And she was, you know how they say this is a shortcut. Yeah. And I was, I was okay, so this is a faster route. And then, well, we ended up in an alley. And she had said that she needed to go to Food Lion. And then I was like, okay, so I waited for her there at the Food Lion. This is this is what I call the Food line story. Um, Can you, now I'm going to need to put a little pin bookmark right there on the Food Lion story because oh, we got to take a quick okay. break. Everybody, please okay. stay put. I know I, this is a cliffhanger, but that, that'll make you stay a little bit. So. Um, everybody yeah. stay put while we take uh, a moment for station identification. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has firsthand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage. Integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures, the author has provided a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addiction counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Thank you, thank you for sticking in there with me. I appreciate you not leaving so we can go ahead and finish um, hearing the story of uh, John A. Trafton. Um, before we do that, though, we want to, again, uh, welcome you back and say that you are listening to Irene Block Talk Radio Show on We Inspire Network Radio. Again, I'm your host, Minister Annie Bell. If you are interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our shows, please contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. Again, we are back with the beautiful and stylish model, Miss Jarnay. Um, she was, uh, we put a little pin in uh, a little bookmark yeah. at the chapter of the Food Lion story. So go ahead. Tell us yeah. what happened after that. So um, after she had went into this particular young lady had went into the uh, food line store. She had, of course, she had stole some liquor from Food Lion. And um, I was sitting in the alley on the side. She had told me to wait right there. So I said, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait for you. And I didn't know what what she was going to do. 
or anything. But I waited, and when she got back, we had went further down this alley. At this point, we're we're in Stony in Stony Brook in Newport News, and um, that's when we run into this group of guys. And when we run into the group of guys, you know, they were talking and everything, and I noticed that they exchanged something. Mm-hmm. And I was I was wondering what was going on, but at the same time, I was just like, okay, I'm just going on. I'm going to wait to see, you know, for her to finish up whatever it is with these guys, and you know, so we could keep it moving, go home. Because at that point, I'm tired and everything. But after she exchanged whatever she exchanged, that's when I noticed they all were around me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had um, I had got hit a few times from one of the guys, and um, after that, it was it was a blackout. It really was. And um, when I had woke up, I was in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the house, and I, I don't know who these these guys were. I don't know what happened from the point of us being in the alley to me getting into that particular house. But I knew that I was in pain. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was hurting, and I had bruises, you know. So at that point, I'm just like, okay, what's going on? Like, you know, in shock, minister. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it was just when you get being choked out, and then all of a sudden you start being being choked out and everything by, by a guy you don't even know. It's mm-hmm. pitch black in the house, you know, and... You say you don't have time to process what's, sure. what's going on. Right. You know, because it, it's happening so fast. Yes. And you're, you're trying and you're not to prepared. get them off. Yeah, it's unprepared. You're trying mm-hmm. to get them off of you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like you're trying to figure out where you are. And you just want to get out. And at that point, they, of course, they had threw me out the house after they were done doing what they were doing. And when you say I doing have, what they were doing, uh, they me. had raped when they were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they were done raping me, and mm-hmm. um, they had threw me out of the house after that rape. I couldn't really and go into that much I'm sorry, detail. How old were you? I was fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was. And there were three old. three guys. It was four. Four. Okay. It was so four. each one took turn. Basically, um, raping you was it was did they sodomize you as well? Meaning, you know, was it uh, did they um, make you do any oral copulation? Oh, did yeah, they... of course. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty okay. sure because I was choked, mouth sore, mm-hmm. legs wow. sore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, that's when you know you've been violated for the first time. I was a virgin. Yeah. Wow. You know, before any of this happened to me, I was a virgin. So I feel like that was just stolen away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so it, it was it was hard. And so now you're, they the threw you out and mm-hmm. you're back out in the street at this point. I'm back out in the street. You're mm-hmm. disheveled. You get, you know, I'm. You got bruises. You're, you're bleeding. It's kind of hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of hard, because you know, after walking with so much pain, mm-hmm. you know, and it it was just hard. But you have to go somewhere else because you want to get away from it. Sure. And you never want to. You never want to be in that area again. Mm-hmm. So. At this point, I I start making my way back to the other side of town, which is the courthouse green area. Mm-hmm. And that's when I ran into another guy in courthouse green, and he didn't really he wasn't really too concerned about what I look like 
or, you know, or concerned about what might have just happened. Right. But at that point, I I really was just, I couldn't walk anymore, and I was tired. And he offered me to sleep in his car. He didn't want me to be in his house, so he offered me to sleep in his car. And I had nowhere else to go. So in that mindset that I was I was at that point, I said, Okay, it's fine. It's somewhere to somewhere to stay. I can control the situation because I'm in the car. So at any point I can unlock the door and just walk out and keep it moving. You know? Mhm. Mhm. So I don't know exactly how long I was in the car. But it may have been an hour, two hours that I was in the car. And from that point, that's when the guy had came back outside and got me out of the car mm-hmm. and brought me into his house. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you bringing me into the house? You said I could stay in the car. And then when I'm done being well rested, I can just go. But obviously that wasn't the plans that he had for me because at mm-hmm. that point, that's when I ended up in his house, in his room, being choked out and being raped. Wow. So this so, was in a, what, is, I mean, it's it's like less than a five-hour period from the Right, last... right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So okay. this, at this point, this is the, the second time being raped. Mm-hmm. So... At this point, I felt, it kind of felt like it was like exchange for a place to stay for that, for sex. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you feel so low down and dirty after these things are done to you. Yes. And it's it's a extreme violation because sure. you're forcing yourself. You're forcing yourself into me, and I'm tightening up, so that makes it hurt even more. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're shoving yourself down somebody's throat, that's painful too. Yes. You know, and you number one, you're getting choked out, and then at the same time being choked, somebody's shoving their private parts down your throat. You know, and it's it's like you've never done this before. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't know how to do it, you don't know what to do. And if you do the wrong thing you get smacked or you get punched, you know? So wow. at that point I was just like, Okay, this is the second time. I'm very weak. Just let me go and and that'll be it. Just please let me go. So he let me go. And everything, and I'm still in courthouse green, walking around, and in the back of courthouse green, it was in the woods. It's a mattress out there, mm-hmm. and it's an abandoned, it's an abandoned apartment, all the way in the back of courthouse green. So I felt like, hey, nobody's going to come back here. You know, let me just get myself together, because this stuff happened to me. I'm bleeding all over the place. And I'm just wow. weak. <laughs> you know, I'm weak. And at that time, that's when I just relaxed in the in that all the way in the back, in the mm-hmm. in the forest. And it was a mattress back there. I guess it was a homeless person previous to me finding that that was back there and had took a mattress out there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care. I just slept on it. And. I had got up and started walking around again. And that's when I ran into some other guys that I knew. And I had knew them from middle school. It was two guys that I had knew from middle school. And since they know me, they knew who I was and everything for years. I mean, these are these are people that I've known for years. They had said, "Hey, you can come. You can come stay with me, and you know we'll leave you alone. We'll do every, you know, leave you alone. Everything." So I said, "Okay, that's fine because it's it's cold out here, and I really just need to relax outside from the cold and the mattress where I was in an abandoned 
apartment all the way back. And mm-hmm. then that's when they come in and try to have sex with me. And, you know, being in pain mm-hmm. and being hurt, you don't want that. I don't want that. You know, I know you guys and everything. Let's not do this. I don't right. I don't want to be violated anymore. Please let's not do this. I just want to relax right now, and then I can leave. You know, if this is what y'all want, then I can leave. So, of course, they weren't having that. So they got in the bed with me, and they just started taking my clothes off. And one was holding me down, and the other one just had his way with me and did whatever he wanted to do. So, at this time, this is the third. This is the third rape. While I'm wow. on the street. But and it's not just your third rape. It's multiple. I mean, it's not just three men. It's at right. this point. It's, it's not just one what, man. Seven. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I need to so, um, take okay. another quick break. So please, okay. I'm, I hate to do that, but I have to take another quick break. So everybody, please stay mm-hmm. tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor. That means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ. And N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Again, thank you for staying with us. You are listening to I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show. Um, for those who have just joined us, we have um, Jarnay taking us through her uh, life experience. It's this one week span of time that has been absolutely horrific. And, um, you know, and I, I wanted to pick her, pick right back up from where she had, this is the, in, in a less than a 24 hour period, she has been raped by um, more than five or six men in three different occasions. Uh, so go ahead, Jarnay. Thank you so much for staying with us. Of course. So, Going back to the um, the third rape that that I was dealing with, and feeling at that point disrespected mm-hmm. and very low, that somebody that has known me for so long would do that to me, you know, and the fact the fact that I know these people mm-hmm. it it really hurts minister sure. it, it really does 
because if, if that's all you wanted, then you didn't have to reel me in. Knowing what I stand for, they mm-hmm. always called me the preacher's kid in school. They knew what I was, and a lot of people try to discourage me and say, you know, you're nothing. You're not going to be a preacher. You're not going to minister to people or anything like that. And I feel like that was that's what was trying to be stripped away from me. Mm-hmm. I re- I really do. So that was that was the encounter for the third one was when I ran into those guys that I knew. And, and so was was there another incident or at this point that was the last No, nope, uh, there incident. there was one more. Was one one more. more. Yeah. It was it's four incidents. And um and the last one that's when right before I had I had met some very good people but um, in the last encounter, that's when I was walking around courthouse and being so hurt, mm-hmm. I had nothing to lose. I'm at my lowest point at this point. I have no more fight left in me. Mm. You know? So, at the last point, it was, I was walking in Courthouse Green. This is all in Courthouse Green. I was walking in Courthouse Green, and I'm, I ran into somebody that I, I, I have no idea who he was. I don't know who he is today. And I can't really clearly, I think he offered, honestly, I think he offered me orange juice. Mm-hmm. I, and that's something from just from orange juice. I think he offered me orange juice, and that's how I got into their house. And he had, he was in the same age as me, so we were in his parents' house. And I was when I went to go get the orange juice. We were just we were just relaxing in his house, and. That's when you know how they they start touching and making out and stuff like that. That's when he started rubbing on me, rubbing on my chest and rubbing on my back. At that point, it's like I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't been through this three times before this, and of course, not just with one guy. Right. And it's like at that point I'm just like, you know what? Do what you gotta do and just let me go. Mhm. You know, do what you gotta do. But this one was the worst out of all of them. Because wow. I have been raped so many times and this guy I don't know if if I just shut down or what, but when he tried to enter me, it was just, it wasn't working. It was way too painful. It was painful, and I've never felt anything so painful in my life. Well, considering, you know, you have, you had vaginal trauma, and right. um, without any... Uh, reprieve because again we're talking 24 less than you know less than 24 hours um and you know and I want to interject as well that consider those who are also being sex trafficked we're talking about young girls anywhere between the ages of 10 and 15, those are the lucky ones. There's some who are four and five being trafficked. Right. And they, have to, they have to see anywhere from 15 to 20 men per day. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the, when your the vaginal trauma begins, when there, it, it will right. it's swelling, it swells, it, mm-hmm. it swells shut. And so, of course, you were, you know, so disoriented and, and not only and overwhelmed, hungry, scared, 
you had a mm-hmm. myriad of emotions going through your survival um you know defenses are trying to kick in but you're so weak that right hey, you don't even you don't even know how you don't even know what your name is probably you're like I don't even know what I'm doing here what happened in that right. one instant of a decision um that you know had created such chaos in that in that time frame um mm-hmm. the other thing that uh, occurs and this is this part is really uh your situation is very unique N- mm-hmm. normally w- with the first violation uh, a person you know will begin to feel like they have no control um they the the victimization they feel like they feel very vulnerable so they are mm-hmm. subject to what's known as multi-victimization but normally right. the multi-victimization happens later on but for you it mm-hmm. was almost as if it had it, it not almost it happened back to back to back right. and um what I believe also happens is a spiritual thing. And y'all know I I, I, I love my Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm, I believe yeah. in, in part of our uh, fight is spiritual. And so when you have, when the multi, when the violation occurred, I believe there's an unholy spirit that is dropped um, within yeah. the victim. And so now the other unholy spirits can detect that, hey, Mm-hmm. I see, I see, you know, someone familiar. I see not, you know, I see a spirit that is familiar. And so it just yeah. so happened that there is a concentrated number of, you know, those unholy spirits in the area that mm-hmm. you were in. So I want to make sure, and if no one has told you, uh, Jarnay, that if this mm-hmm. is not your fault, I want to make sure you heard it straight from me. Um, yeah. The things that occurred to you was not your fault and it's nothing Mm -hmm. that it wasn't the way you were dressed it wasn't the way you were walking it wasn't that you invited it and so I I don't know if you have taken it internally but you need to expel it and to say that is not my fault Right, Um, right and if you have done that and received therapy then wonderful I am glad to hear that and for those who are listening, if you've ever experienced rape, um, I also want to make sure that you know as well. Now, um, wanted to give out, I always got to give out some prevention and some, um, some therape- therapeutic things. For those, uh, one of the ways to prevent, if, there, if you are a bystander and you're seeing some of this, please intervene. Um, there yeah. is the acronym that says CARE create a distraction, you know, so that you can get that person away from whatever is um, about to happen. Ask directly to the victim, hey, are you okay? Do you need me to stay with you? Uh, Refer to an authority and then enlist other people's help. Also, make sure that there is some Um, self-care. You have to make sure that you are taking care of your physical body. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you want to make sure that you uh, eat well and and exercise and try as, as hard as possible to get back to the regimen before the violation occurs. And mm-hmm. because you are worth it, you are you are valuable. You are uh, worth more than rubies, you know. And right. God loves you, and so you're going to have to 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 do that um, so that you will be able to. Uh, cope with the memories and mm-hmm. heal from the inside out. Now, um, Jarnay, I, I appreciate you telling the story. We got to take another quick break. And when we come back, you're going to hear from Jarnay about, you know, how she was able to, you know, get back to herself and some, um, some nuggets of advice that she's going to share with you before we end our show tonight. So real quick, uh, station identification break. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We have you, our listeners, in mind 
where we created, we inspired Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Again, welcome back. Thank you for staying tuned. This is the I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show, and it is being powered by Win Radio. Um, now, I Rain is one of the outreaches of Wealth Management Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through teaching of financial literacy and Christian counseling. Now, I know that um, to some, this may be a trigger. I do want to issue a trigger warning. If you are going through a moment um, of anxiety uh, and you have been, uh, you are a survivor of rape, there is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. That is 1-800-656-HOPE. Again, 1-800-656-4673. You can even chat with them online if you don't want to talk. It's online.rain.org, and Rain is spelled R-A-I-N-N. Um, also, uh, we do have prayer on Thursday night every night every week at 9:30. And if you would like to join us for prayer, you can do that as well. We'll be sure to pray with you and pray for you. That number is 530-881-1212. Access code 225-184-078. If those numbers were read too fast, just look down on your screen and you will see some of our uh, uh, graphics that will give you that phone number. Now, we're back with John A. And she had just told us about a horrendous 24 to 48 hours. I thank God that she was rescued and brought back and reunited with her family. Now, John A., if you can go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice uh, during that span of time, what would it be? To go back in that in that time, I would really say to stand strong. I would tell myself to stand strong. Okay. Um, Amen. To really say stand strong, you know, because I feel like that would have changed my outlook on some of the things and some of their approaches. Mm-hmm. Now, are you talking about stand strong during the time, or, or are you saying mm-hmm. stand strong before you even left the house? Both. Mm-hmm. I would say for both of them. They communicate. Amen. I like that. I like the fact yeah. that you are saying, you know, let's communicate. Let's talk about it. Hey, mom and dad, you don't need to spank me. If you just tell me, you know, to pull my grades up, I'll, I'll do that. Um, right. It's making me want to leave, making me want to run away. And uh, right. sometimes I have to have that, you know, candid conversation with my daughter. She just turned 11. And, um, you know, she being my first one, she didn't get that many spankings. My son, on the other hand, his 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 personality woo, is completely different. And so he's, <laughs> he's had more spankings in his lifetime yeah. than, you know, all of us put together. But like you said, we have to know our children. And so that's another tip for our um, the parents is, we have to know each child just because you had them with even the same partner, it, that child will come out with a different personality and different perspectives. Right. So get to know um, what makes them tick and so that you can inspire and motivate them as well as right. direct. Um, so thank mm-hmm. you for that. If you, um, you know, for other survivors of rape, um, what scripture or encouragement would you share with them? I would I would really tell them about Second Corinthians five seventeen, Minister Ann. Mm-hmm. And that scripture is saying, Therefore if any man be in Christ, 
He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And that's one thing that I really had to grab a hold of, to remember that that is passed away and that I can Mm -hmm. now walk in the newness of life. Yes. Girl, you you better preach. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's that's one scripture that I really hold on to strongly so Mm -hmm. I can remember that because I suffer suffer with PTSD. Yes. And I, I suffer with conversion disorder. And if people don't know what conversion disorder is, it's when you go through something so traumatic that you feel it physically in your body. Mm-hmm. And with yes. the PTSD, it 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 kind of controls your mind. And I had a lot of dreams while I'm falling asleep, which made me, it caused a phobia of sleep. So I would stay up three, four days at a time. Mm-hmm. So when those dreams stirred up, I would just wake up and remember I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. The Jesus. things that I'm uh, dreaming about, those are passed away. They're, those are old. See, the, mm-hmm. the thing is the enemy can only attack you with things that have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he can only attack you with those things. So he's going to try to get you to go back to that certain place. But you have to remember that you are new and those things are passed away. So you have to walk in newness. That's right. That's right. You really do. And the self-talk, you know, uh, part of our self-care, we have to have Mm -hmm. positive self-talk. And because the enemy will try to say you're filthy, you're dirty, you're disgusting, but then you have to turn back and say everything opposite of what he just said because he is a liar and he Mm -hmm. is defeated foe and ain't, ain't, ain't nothing good about him. And so when you right. hear that, and I know it's hard because especially, you know, with all of us who have suffered trauma like that, there is that mm-hmm. uh, onset of PTSD. And it, mm-hmm. it is a mental warfare. It's, you know, right. and so you're going to have to gird up and put on the full armor of God and put on right. that helmet of truth so yes, that you know Lord. the truth, hallelujah, that the Lord says mm-hmm. you are. And the, and mm-hmm. that goes well with what you just said, you know, that yeah. uh, because you are you are new, those things have passed away, and you're going to mm-hmm. believe things that God has said you are. And so that's powerful scripture that you have shared yes. with us and powerful encouragement. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you had so many pieces to, to pick up, you know, um, yeah. from that 28, whatever hours uh, until you finally got rescued. And yeah. um, how did you how did you pull it together um, so that you can continue to move on? Ooh, a lot of counseling. Good. Um, a, a very lot of counseling. And uh, another thing that I want people to hear is cutting yourself and suicide is not the answer. Say it again. Cutting yourself and suicide is not the answer. That's right. Um, I've tried to commit suicide so many times, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm here for a reason. That's right. I just, and I felt like cutting myself was a way of, I'm just saying this because this this is how I felt like I should have dealt with it. And I want people to know that this isn't the way to go. I felt like cutting myself, it was releasing some of the the, the fear and re- releasing some of the hurt. And it, it felt good when you open your skin and you feel that the blood dripping from you. It felt good. It, felt, it was like a sign of relief. Like, you know how yeah. when, you, when you pop something that's under pressure mm-hmm. and it feels good because it's not under pressure no more. It's not in pain anymore. So yes. that's what it kind of felt like. I don't, I don't want people to go to that. I don't, if you're, if you're a rape victim or, or anything, I don't want you to go to that. That's not the way. Speak positive to yourself. Pray. Amen. Look at yourself Amen. and tell yourself that you're beautiful and you are worth it. Hallelujah. That's right. Um, your, your trade in your beauty, your sorrows for, and your tears for the, um, and your ashes 
for beauty. Right. And um, when I make another quick thing with the cutting, it does, uh, because there's in internal, emotional, or mental pain, which is uh, mm-hmm. intangible, sometimes to create pain on our body, mm-hmm. which is physical, it yeah. uh, is a point of release and a point of relief. Right. And like you said, like popping a pimp, pimple or, or letting the air out right. of something that's got, you know, so pent up. Now, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for those of, of you who are out there who are cutters, um, uh, what you can also try to do is get some when you when you start feeling it because you know it right before it happens you know when it when you mm-hmm. you want to do that get some paper start ripping up the paper yep. um you can do that cuz basically you just need to do something to feel mm-hmm. feel it physically um or get mm-hmm. some cardboard and rip up the cardboard cuz that's a little bit harder to rip and by the time right. you get through it you that feeling may have passed um, mm-hmm. put all cutting material, you know, paraphernalia away so that, it uh, it, it will, you know, it'd be harder for you to get, put it, you know, in the freezer, yeah. put it in the, you know, wrap it up and, um, uh, put it in some water and freeze it, whatever, you know, so yeah. that it's harder for you to get to. Um, and that's the same thing also for those who may have a uh, trichotillomania, which is the pulling your hair out. Um, yeah, I you know, do I know that someone, too. Yes. Um, uh-huh. So do something with your hands so that it'll keep mm-hmm. it from it. Now we only have about yeah. uh, about a minute left uh, before we have mm-hmm. to, you know, say our goodbyes. Um, but what are you doing with yourself now? I know you're modeling. What are and, uh-huh. and what are some of your future endeavors? Um, I want to eventually have my own talk show on TV, television. Um, I want to be able to to bring awareness to this. I, I yes. don't believe enough enough people are aware to what's going on, and I want to have a talk show and get my testimony out there and let people know that it's not just them. Amen. And I I want to raise awareness and have females build confidence to actually report to the police that these things are happening. People don't know that one out of a thousand rapes, only nine hundred and ninety four perpetrators, you know, they they'll walk free. So yeah. only three hundred and forty four are reported to to the police. Sixty three mm-hmm. reports lead to arrest. Thirteen cases get referred to prosecutors. Seven cases will lead to a felony, and only six of those rapists will be incarcerated. Wow. You know. So Those are devastating don't be numbers. afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid to speak up. That's right. You know, you can't be afraid. Amen. You can't be you afraid. You got to speak up. That's right. Yeah. Um, because what's wrong is wrong. And, and again, you didn't invite that. No means no. Right. Um, you know, I'm teaching my, my, my six-year-old son, no means no. In whatever form, that's what it mm-hmm. means. Um, it's not really hard. How can people get in touch with you? Um, to book you um, for modeling or, you know, to give you mm-hmm. a talk show, whichever. So um, my Facebook page is Jarnay Maria, J-A-R-N-A-Y, Maria, M-A-R-I-A. My email address is Agency at gmail.com, and my Instagram is at Maria. Those are three different ways that you can contact me for any any shows, any conferences, any retreats, those are how you can get in contact with me. Amen. Thank you, Jarne, for staying alive so that you could <laughs> turn around and help others. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Now, for my wisdom to reign, don't hide your scars. It's proof that you are a survivor. To make a donation or get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org or www.anniebellministries.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Also go to YouTube channel at Irene Blog Talk and become a subscriber so that you will not miss a show. Repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ and I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together with Christ. See you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. 
the 